0: Oh, recorded live. Hello and welcome to Strange Talk with your host Doc and special host guest host Bones. Bones, how are you today?
1: Doing great this morning, brother. Doing great. And yourself?
0: I'm fine. I'm fine. I ain't, I'm not. A, I got no complaints. I guess. Before we go any further, I would just like to say, rest in paradise, Alan. Rest in paradise, my brother. Um, It was a big, different kind of weekend this weekend. And before we start with anything, I just want to do something just silly. We're in a day and age where Omarosa leaves the White House to go back to reality television. (laughs) This is where we are. This is where we are as a world. From the White House to Celebrity Big Brother. Wow. I mean, I can see it going the opposite direction. Say you make it big from Celebrity Big Brother you do something and you go to the White House. You don't go from the White House to Celebrity Big Brother.
1: Right. You thought she would be some political pundit or or some figurehead for some um, Fortune 500 company or something. Go up. Upgrade.
0: Yeah, this is a this is a big come down, a huge, humongous come down. But when you got a circus, clowns end up where clowns end up. I don't even know where clowns end up, but they end up somewhere after they leave Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey.
1: Oh, definitely!
0: Insane, man. Did you watch any of the Grammys?
1: I was flipping the channels. I didn't see the, none of the major performances. I was just flipping channels, so I didn't really watch it. I just heard all this person that up. I was just tuning into the – I didn't see the performances. I just tuned in when they said who was going to win best song of the year, best album of the year. And uh, well, I knew Bruno Mars was going to win because Bruno Mars has a large appeal, and he had a hot album.
0: Yeah, uh I'm halfway through the Grammys. I didn't finish it. I have it on TiVo. Uh, I did not get the hubbub about the uh, Kendrick Lamar opening performance. It it blew right by me. I wasn't impressed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So far, the most impressive person that I've seen perform on the Grammys up to this point, halfway through the show, was Pink. Pink put both her foot in the ass of that song. I mean, she sung the shit out of that song. But because it's a pro-woman empowerment song, it didn't get the feedback that it richly deserved from that audience. I don't understand it. Some things get lost in, the, in in translation, and this is one of the ones to me that got lost. Everybody in that fucking audience should have been on their feet, <laughs> No ifs and buts about it,
2: right? right. But
0: Kendrick, everybody stood, and yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even get half of what, I mean, his seemed more like performance art, so I didn't really get it, and I was not a huge fan of this this album, damn, to begin with. I thought it was uh-huh. overhyped. I thought it was uh, Kendrick Lamar, sycophants at their best that he's so great, and I don't, you know, in my DNA and Be Humble, those are not songs that I I have on my, um, it's not something I'm driving around listening to. Okay. Not at all. They're they're, they're not on my uh, playlist at all. And Jay-Z got completely shut out. Eight nominations and not one Grammy. Well, he got a Grammy, a special Grammy. But nothing out of the award show for his album, which I didn't think right. was that great either, yeah just because you just because you omit to adultery doesn't mean that you got heavy all of a sudden
2: <laughs>
3: and i
0: don't know i I don't, I don't yeah. know we we we're that fucked up that because you come out with a song or an album based on your infidelities, you've now reached a state oh, of dude. Being awoke.
1: Yeah. yeah, he had an epip- yeah he had an epiphany, man. You know, um, good for him. But you know, it's just the same thing like Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey's a relationship guru, and but he's been married like two or three times already. But he's a relationship three times. Guru.
0: And on top of it, Steve Harvey's third wife might have been seeing him while he was with his second wife,
1: right. We as and, black and that, people have no yeah, that. and that wife was married to one of the biggest drug dealers in um Detroit. I think that's where they're from, Detroit.
0: Hmm. Didn't I know that?
1: Yeah. You live and you
0: learn. We as black people, we have a major problem. Huge problem. I see it all the time, especially on my Facebook. And it, it, it really touches a nerve inside my stomach. And I I feel bad that it does so, but it does. We have this thing where if it's black, it's right. Right. There's no rights and there's no wrongs as long as it's black, it's right. And something is wrong about that. People are quick to quote Martin Luther King, but they forget that one of his most famous speeches says, judge a man on the context of his character not right. the color of his skin. So we're supposed to still hold each, even each other up to a standard. There's no standard,
2: Bones. Right.
0: None whatsoever. Right. Oh, right. if a brother did it, it's fine. If a mm-hmm. sister did it, it's fine. But if a white person did it, it's wrong. No, whatever happened to right is right and wrong is wrong.
1: Yes. Yeah, wrong is wrong.
0: I don't give a fuck who's doing it. I don't care who's doing wrong. It could be an Asian man, et cetera, et cetera. Right is right. I judge a person on what they do. And your skin don't make you my brother. Every black person ain't my kin. I'm not that dumb. Because I don't, I love black people, but I have grown to hate niggas. And I don't that's not a lot of yes, word right. that I use. But I mm-hmm. know they exist. Right.
2: And yes, I, yes, I'm not gonna
0: you. I'm not gonna sit here and fool myself. I hate niggas and I hate niggas for what they do to black people. hmm Because they're the ones that's out there that the others who don't know us judge us by.
1: Yes.
0: And what I love about it and it really pisses me off are those are the ones who will speak the most, be the most unintelligent of us all, and speak as though
2: they're the conscious
1: ones. Oh yeah, mm hmm, yeah. God was talking about going on a rant about Libya and said we won't take the sale of uh, um um. Tra- I mean, slavery and um, organ donation from, um, I, you know, the African nations want to take this from Libya. And I said, oh, you know, newsflash, you do know that that is in Africa, right? <laughs> yes.
0: Well, I know this brother that you speak of because I've seen that quote,
1: and he yes. believes
0: that all black is right.
1: Yes, 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 absolutely.
0: And I, I, I would love to have a legitimate conversation with him face to face because, so I'm saying I would ask him should we open the prisons to all black men, all black women? They're automatically just innocent or they're justified in their actions if they're killers, rapists thieves only blame the others but never blame us
1: because having a You know, um, relationship with the prison system—not on the inside, but on the Um, outside—that was the hardest thing for me initially when I first encountered that. I was all that, you know, you know, um, pro-black, da 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 da. You know, it's the man's fault. You know, we in our while we in our thing. And after being there, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh uh-huh. wow, um, we are accountable for our own actions, you know what I mean? <laughs> because I got into a fight and an argument, which means I didn't have to take out a gun and come shoot up the block, you know? What part of responsibility do I take in that?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I grew up in a uh, pro coming out of the early 70s household where my mother was all about the movement. Basically, my mother dedicated her life to other black people. Yeah. But she never let us sit back for one second and not realize that inside this beautiful mosaic of all people is a lot of crabs. Never for one second would she allow me to fool myself. There are clowns mixed in with Kings, son. You will know this. And a matter of fact, uh, uh, I I love my mother to death, but I always laugh that New York City did my mother a big disservice. They have a lot of young men over the last 15 or 20 years who have cussed my mother out and never met her because they named a jail after my mother. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a jail in New York City. My mother ran the uh, Department of uh, youth, Youth Prisons in New York City. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, she did. So they honored her with a... I remember me and my brother, we went, Mayor Koch dedicated this fucking jail to my mother. And uh, and I'm sure people, you know, you're always going to cuss the building that you're locked up in. And I'm like, That's right. my mama's name that they're, they're cussing. Oh, wow. You know? But, you know, and, and, and getting back to... I don't know if you know much about this at all. The... The bad, bringing down the good. This this thing, and it's not that new, but I'm new to it. This thing called No Lacking Challenge.
1: Are you familiar <laughs> I with heard that? Of that one. No, I haven't heard of that one.
0: Okay, well, I can explain it very briefly. No Lacking Challenge is me. I walk in a room. I have my gun on me. I point my gun at you and be like, you're lacking, ain't you? And then you're supposed to turn around, then pull your pistol out and be like, get the fuck out of here. You think I'm, a, I'm a, some some kind of joke? So it's one person walking up on other guys with their gun, and then the other guys pull out their gun like, I'm not lacking. Basically, I'm not slacking. I'm not sleeping. And this is wow. a thing. This wow. is a thing.
1: That's now,
0: and And what brought it to my uh, consciousness was a kid got shot in the head because naturally mistakes are gonna happen. The guy walks in, he does the no lacking, and and instead of not him having his finger off the trigger, his finger who puts the you don't put your finger on the trigger unless you're ready to shoot.
1: Exactly. He shoots
0: the dude in the head with a forty caliber. Oh. But if you if you go to YouTube, there are. Thousands of these videos of young black men doing it. And I know that most of them are probably illegal weapons. Why would you even put yourself on the radar like that?
1: Yes. Illegal weapons. Right. And that's crazy, too, because outside of New York, in New Jersey, probably, anywhere else south of New York, um, it ain't a problem getting a firearm. As long as you don't have no felony, you're good.
0: Yeah, and see, here's the thing. This is what makes me think that most of these guns are illegal because we're talking yes. high carbines. We're talking high – because you can see the clips. These, you know, I'm a gun owner. Yes. I I like guns. I don't make no bones about it, man. Mm-hmm. You, I like guns. I just one thing that I love about North Carolina – you know, I wasn't in North Carolina two days before I had a gun.
2: <laughs> literally
0: two days. It was literally, I walked in Walmart. See, t- Things changed after this one major shooting. Remember when all those cops got shot in Dallas? Yes. But before that, you could go to Walmart. Literally go to Walmart. They do the record check while you're there. And the only thing that they require is that they walk, if you buy bullets with the gun, they have to walk you to your car.
2: That was mm-hmm. it.
0: That's how simple it was.
1: Boy, you do not want to, to be, the, that guy, be that guy. I wouldn't want to be that guy. got to walk into your car with a gun. With the bullets. No, see? no.
0: Well, see, he keeps the bullets.
1: You can oh, carry the gun. Okay. Oh, But you
0: can't have, you can't walk to the car with both. Because think about it. You can load up right in the store.
1: Right, right.
0: they rather you load up in the, in the parking lot. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. But I I make no, none whatsoever. I'm, I'm, I'm actually one of those people who are pro. Non felons, arm yourself, arm your home, protect your family. Don't wait, don't wait for strangers to come save you if you can save yourself.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: I fight with people about that all the time. They're so anti-gun, and I'm like, you know what? My guns don't do shit unless I make them do something. Right, they 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 don't jump up on their own and do anything. So, you know, I go to gun shows. I mean, I got into that whole culture, you mm-hmm. know, because it's it's prevalent here. It's, it's it's a dime a dozen here.
1: Right, literally, it's just, a dime yeah. a dozen. And I guess you that's know the f- thing as far as white people and black people. Let's say just take white and black people. It's the culture. Is because we wasn't raised up in the culture of owning a – oh, you know what, I can't even say that. Let me backtrack on that because
2: our grandparents,
1: our grandparents, right, illegal, like our grandparents that lived in the South and our family, members they had guns. But up here in the North End, Northeast, we didn't have guns because we wasn't able to get one as accessible as it was in the South.
0: Right. If you was not a form of some kind of law enforcement coming from New York, it's like literally one of the hardest states in all of America to get a license. I mean, first of all, just to get a license, you got to come up with like legal reasons to own all kinds. I mean, it's the hoops to jump through. That is, is nonsense. Here in North Carolina, you go online, Bones. Go online. You fill out a form. You give them that damn number that's on your driver's license. They will mail you back your permits and say you legally have the right to buy. Now, to carry, you got to go through the other figure majig, jig which is the uh, class. Right. But you have to – this is one of those states. You have the right to own in your home. It's a well it's a different thing. You can own in your home, you can carry what they call uh what do you call it? Uh
1: plain sight
0: carry. It's legal. Mm-hmm. Which to me is ridiculous. Why would I want the gun sitting on the passenger seat but the clip has gotta be in my trunk? I mean what right. I mean, that's for yeah. a dude who wants to show off to his friends. I don't want to show yeah. it to my friends. This thing has one purpose and one purpose only. If I need it to save my be my life, my wife's life, or my possessions. Other than that, I don't need it. Right. So for me to show it off means nothing. I'm, I'm not a 12-year-old boy, you know. Well, we had this weekend the return of Tigger Woods.
1: Oh, yeah, the Tiger. Tiger
0: Tiger made it through a whole tournament Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, healthy. Uh, Did he look like Tiger? No. Did he look like Tiger from moment to moment? Yes. Now, I will say one thing about Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods did something that was so special, and I'm not even talking about his accomplishments, which are off the scale. Tiger Woods opened the eyes to a lot of people of color that they were also eligible to go out to those fucking golf courses. Now, I'm a huge golfer. Yes. I'm a huge golfer, but people still treat it, when I talk to them about golf, as though I'm asking them to do the whitest white thing that ever lived.
2: Mm-hmm, I'm like I'm mm-hmm. asking
0: them to have a mayonnaise sandwich. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: now, you know a black person don't want no fucking mayonnaise sandwich, but it's like I'm asking them to do the call and dance and eat mayonnaise sandwiches. Yes, golf yes. is the greatest. I'm a pool player. Not a great pool player, so I'm not gonna sit here and lie. But I always enjoy pool since I was a, a basically an early teenager. Golf is pool outdoors on a humongous pool table. It's the great—I don't call it a sport; it's a game, but it's a great game.
2: Mm-hmm. And for
0: those who drink and smoke cigars, any game that you can drink and smoke cigars makes it an even better game. See, that's what lets you know it's not a sport. So if anybody listening to me want to argue it's a sport, name another sport you could smoke cigars and drink alcohol. None.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right, none.
0: None. There's no sport alive. You you can't even play baseball while you're drinking because you get beamed in the head. Yeah. You know? So we finally found out the name of this damn Kentucky high school shooter, some kid named Gabe Parker.
1: Wow. and uh, I didn't even know. That's under the radar.
0: Well, you know what? This is a bizarre case, Bones. This has happened literally maybe a week ago, and they keep, for some reason, they're keeping this in juvenile court, even though he should be charged as an adult. But when you're in juvenile court, they can't release your name. You know where I found this information? From the Daily Mail, which is a British newspaper. Not an American newspaper. Not, you know, Yahoo America or Google America. I had to search a foreign publication to come up with this boy's name. Because I was hunting for this boy's name for days. Because if Shay did this shit... We would have known Shay Kwan's name five minutes after the shooting.
1: And his parents.
0: Yes. And, well, we know the parents. But it's just, I'm like, I'm sitting there going, why the hell can't I figure out what this boy's name is? What is so secret about this boy's name that we can't get? Who joined us?
3: It's June, man.
0: Hey, June, good to hear from you, brother. Hey,
3: up,
1: hey good man. afternoon, June. All right. What's
3: up? June,
0: this is Bones. You know Bones. You probably yeah. know by a different name, but.
2: All right. So it's. Yeah, uh... that um... know... Yeah, we all from the same hood.
3: hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Madison, putting them in uh, Gates Avenue. Can't right, get right. much closer than that. Nope. And I'm not even originally from. Putnam, I lived on Monroe, mhm, right across the street from three twenty four
3: yeah <laughs> okay, okay,
0: but I was such a quiet kid on at that time, nobody even knew I was there. You, everybody knew my brother because he had a big mouth from birth
3: <laughs> <laughs> he played ball too though
0: yeah see i was i was I was football player mm-hmm. uh When other kids were, I mean, I just did not have the skills properly to play back. And when you have a brother who can beat you and he's younger than you, you know to leave that game alone.
2: I could never, you know what,
0: my whole life I could never beat my, I don't think I ever beat my brother in a game of basketball, ever.
3: Yeah, those are the days when we can go at night, late at night too. (laughs) and have no problem. Yeah. I
1: remember
0: one time he spotted me 30 points to 40. And he beat me.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> and
0: there was nothing I could do about it. it. was nothing I could do about it. I tried my hardest, but he was just that much better of a basketball player than me.
1: Maybe you need to stick to the PlayStation now or Xbox. <laughs> no, no more
0: basketball. You know what? No, my The closest I do is I love weights. I love working out if I get a chance, but I like golf. Give me my golf, and I'm happy. I can take golf to my grave and and say, if that's all I can do for the rest of my life, I'm good.
3: Yeah, you didn't go to 324, though,
0: right? No, I did not. I went to 35. I went with the other side of the road,
3: the people on the
0: other side of Hancock. That's why I guess those were the people that I'm the closest from my youth to. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know the people from the Gates Avenue way over. I knew the guys from the Halsey to Bainbridge over. You know. Those were the guys I grew sure. those were the guys all those were all football players. All those dudes mm. play football.
2: Even
1: the ones played was... football. Yeah, Madison Avenue or did L-
0: Matter of fact, most of those guys they might have been the thuggiest thug guys, but they all played on the Renegades. All
3: of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bainbridge the Street Renegades was the
0: Renegades.
3: It was the Renegades and, and the Brooklyn
1: Colts. Yeah, the Brooklyn Well, Coast. I this, played this, for the
0: Brooklyn Colts and the Cougars. The Graham. Yeah, and then then boys' high school football the, as a Matter of fact, we're talking about football. And this will affect you guys. I mean, if your kids are into it, do you know that there's a new rule coming up where everybody under 12 will no longer be allowed to play tackle football?
1: Wow. A, I never heard
3: that. A question.
0: Yeah. yeah, there's a, a bill being passed around right now that no more tackle football for under the ages of 12.
2: I think I started
0: playing tackle football about six years old.
3: Yeah, cause a lot of kids are uh, dying, that's why, on the field. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, CT is a serious deal. Well, think about it. What we know now, we're living in Fantasy Island from where we grew up, guys. <laughs> Cell phones was a fantasy. You know what I
2: mean?
0: <laughs> Wi-Fi. Owning, think about it. Your own, you could own four computers in your own house. A computer, your tablet, and your phone. That's three computers right there. We never even—I I, at least—I never imagined. This sounded like Star Trek to me.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, any of you guys watched the uh, Pro Bowl yesterday?
1: Man, that's flag football right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But I didn't watch it. No, I did not watch a second of the Pro Bowl. Not that's a, a single. I'm a liar. That's a joke. I turned by for one second. I turned from golf, and I turned to the Pro Bowl, and the Pro Bowl just ain't me, man. It's just not me. Hey, what are you doing with your phone? Why I ask you just every time? You just I went from sounding phone. great to <laughs> sounding horrible.
3: All right. Mm-hmm. Maybe my distance when I'm talking. Hmm.
0: Um, you guys watching... Um. I got a, uh, something for you. I don't know if you like it or not, but I'm watching two shows that I say are very good right now. Waco and The Assassination of Johnny Versace.
1: No, Familiar with either, either one? Heard of them. Heard about it. I haven't watched one yet.
0: Uh, well, you know what? Both of them pretty good. Both of them are pretty good shows. I cannot... I would say that they, they're both well worth watch.
3: The Waco, is it um, giving credit to this guy or down? down? Right
0: now, Waco is uh, a little off. They almost have David Koresh looking like a good guy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, let's not forbid, forget, our federal government did a horrible, horrible job to those people. They murdered yeah. kids and and they murdered children. They murdered women. I mean, that was out and out. I mean, let's be honest about it. It was stone cold murder. Yeah. I, I understand that the guy had too many arms, this, that, and the other. And, and that's not a cool thing. But you don't send tanks in when there's infants. You don't. Right. If there's infants, there's gotta be you. If you're a uh, uh, civilized society, you do not send tanks where there's infants. That's that shit. Remember, remember back in the eighties, almost to the nineties, when the Los Angeles Police Department were going in people's homes with
2: tanks.
1: Yeah. Wow. You know that? that's just like also too, um the David Koresh group. They weren't going anywhere. That's the same thing with that group. I don't remember. You got remember that group called Move in Philadelphia?
2: Where they yeah, one one. bomb?
1: Yeah, they Move. The Matter of fact, dropping bomb. Bones,
2: you had yes. the
0: Move movement four, three or four blocks away from where you lived. Really? Do you remember they had it right there on Gates and like
2: uh, Bushwick?
1: No, I, I don't remember that.
0: Yeah, they owned that whole corner block. Oh, that was They were the same.
1: What'd you say? You know, where they had their own little community, they had their own stores.
0: Yeah, that was a part of the move
1: movement. I didn't know that. They were the same exact people. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought they were just Muslims down the block. (laughs) No,
0: no, no, no. They same, same exact people. I'm not saying they were the same as people, but I'm saying they were the same
2: group. Matter of fact,
0: we we were talking about this the last time we were on. Those are the kind of people who actually are the ones that you would see in Philadelphia. You'd be like, who are these wacky-ass Philadelphians? You know, because they all come, it all seemed like they came from one tribe in Philadelphia.
1: Right. (laughs)
0: You gotta if you've never been there, June. You gotta go to Philly one day. Mm. <laughs> not yet. It's a, I'm telling you, it's Philadelphia is an experience, and it's not a long drive from New York. Nah. It's an experience. You've never seen black people like that before in your life. I bet you. <laughs> So did uh, – I know you did. Did you finish
1: it last night, the Royal Rumble? Yeah, I was there and watched watching with them kids. I was peeping them, and they was having fun and going crazy. So it just made me think about when um, when I was a kid, and they used to have the Royal Rumbles and them steel cage matches, and I was laughing with them. And I was telling them, oh, this guy's going to get out. This guy's going to get out. <laughs> so it was fun sitting there watching it with them.
0: It was a very, very, very entertaining show. I uh, mm-hmm. very entertaining. Uh, what those young people do, what wrestlers do, is truly amazing. Now, it might not look amazing when you watch it. When you while you're watching it, you want to see when it looks amazing. Look at pictures, still pictures of these people flying through the sky. Yes. Yeah. And you trusted your body to another human. You trusted yes. your neck, your back, yes. your spine. It and and the women, the women put on a great show too. So I, yeah. I tip my hat.
1: Because what what Rey Mysterio I, did last night, yo, that was amazing, man.
0: <laughs> well, first of all, when Rey Mysterio came, I'm sure those kids, if they knew who he was, they probably went crazy when he showed up. They did.
1: They did. They because went, yeah, they, they did. went crazy.
0: They went crazy in that crowd. When he showed up because I didn't expect Ray to be there.
1: Yes, yeah, they did go crazy when Ray Mysterio came up running down there. And him just yeah. you know, doing the things he could do with your neck and spinning around and throwing your ass all around. So he was like I was like, Wow.
0: Yeah, he's uh he's a special little athlete. And he looked jacked. he looked like he'd been spending nothing but time in the gym since he's been away. Yeah. So the WWE had a really good weekend because they also had this thing called NXT Takeover in Philadelphia the night before, which was fantastic. A lot of other people that just not on the main roster, up and comers, kids would know them. You know what? I have a buddy that we do when we do the show. We're both uh, what I would call still wrestling fans. Unfortunately, uh-huh. we come from the generation where. People have always had a degree of shame, admitting they watch wrestling, which is asinine. Really? <laughs> oh wow! Ask, ask your buddies. Ask, un I'm not around. Nobody's around. Ask some of your age peer guys. You ever watch wrestling and watch the reaction you get? I guarantee you, if you ask five people, three of them will go. Are you stupid, man? That bullshit ain't watching that crap. It's phony and baloney. And you know what? Every fucking weekend, every Monday they watch it. Here's the thing that I don't get about it: Why can we watch comedies, dramas? Some guys are watching stuff as jive as housewives of blah blah blah, loving hip hop. Why can't you watch wrestling if you can watch that crap? Why can't you?
3: You notice how many of our grandmothers watch used to watch wrestling?
0: Man, yeah, but you know what? Back there was a time where it wasn't embarrassing, and then it became embarrassing to watch it. Then it became cool to watch it. Then it became embarrassing again. It, it goes that thing is like a seesaw. One day is cool. Okay, when Hulk Hogan came, it wasn't cool. When Stone Cold came, it was cool again. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know, it's it's weird how people tell other people what they should and should not do. I mean, you know, if you if a person is into wasting their life watching Love and Hip Hop and Black Ink and stuff like that, I don't sweat them. That's you. Those are your brain cells you're killing. You ain't killing mine.
3: Yeah, it's good now, but if you miss. If you miss Roddy Piper and Ric Flair and all that, you missed a you missed a lot. <laughs>
0: well, you want to know something, June? A lot of those people who say they don't watch, mention a name, and I guarantee if they know them, that meant they watch. They're just lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are afraid. We got this. Come on, you have to realize. Think about how the freest people, the absolute freest people, who come from where we come from are guys who don't give a fuck. Those are the freest. Everybody else is caught in how they're perceived, how other people look at them. I'm glad. I'm glad that at a young age, I got free. I got Mm -hmm. free. I didn't care about the hood. And I never cared about the hood. And I, I never will care about the hood. I care about some people who are from the hood but I don't care about the neighborhood per se. That yeah. motherfucker could burn as far as I'm concerned.
3: Yeah, but we used to, we was always in and out of our neighborhoods though. <laughs> yeah, see yeah. that's the
0: thing. I had yeah. I had freedom
3: of to move about the cabin. Yeah. You know what? I, I I
0: I explored. The greatest thing for me was I always say it like this. I was born and raised and and, and, and sculptured in bed I became a man in Greenwich Village. I became, that's where I love more than I love bed Stott, because that's where I learned freedom. I was around totally free people who did not worry about what anybody said about anything.
1: How, so did, you get, went, how did you get that type of exposure coming from uh, our neighborhood?
0: I went to NYU.
1: Oh, when you went to college. Yeah. Okay.
3: NYU was in the village, huh?
0: Yeah, I went to NYU. I've met everybody you knew. I, Bones. I've been blonde. I've been blue-haired. I've had Mohawks. I've had tri-hawks. I've, I've had orange hair. You would look at me and you'd probably say, that's a fruitcake.
3: Well, well NYU
0: and... <clears throat> I'm not gay.
3: NYU and Wall Street just, it's, it's, it's a tough experience, though. <laughs> Yeah, well, like a world they,
0: and, yeah. And, and that world opens you up. And then when I got to experience that, I got around other like-minded people like me, and it was like, you know what? We can do what we do and still go back to the block, blend in with that, but never be that. Yeah.
2: Because I never,
0: I never, I never cared if you thought I was a tough guy. It it really don't matter. You know what? It don't put no money in my pocket. That's not how I. Somebody told me real young one of the smartest things I ever heard, and something one of the simplest things ever. Get in your lane. No, first of all, know your lane. And you know who told me this? A killer, a known killer, whose brother was a fucking uh, terror on Gates Avenue. He told me when I was real little, about eight or nine years old. Find your lane, boy. He said, I see that you stepping out. And I didn't even know what he was talking about, but it was like a word of wisdom that I carry into my fifties. He said, Find your lane. He said, You see your buddy over there? That's a thief. That one over there, he's a badass. That one over there, he might eventually be a killer. You? You're a bookhead. Find your lane. Figure out what it is that you do and do it, yeah. and never cross over into somebody else's lane. Like, okay, put it this way: this is a despis- despicable uh, employment, right? A pimp. A pimp is a pimp, but a pimp ain't a stickup man. Right. A pimp. A pimp don't fuck up until he starts acting like a stickup man. He could. He could survive being a pimp forever, even though it's a horrible job. We find out what we are, and we play that role. And I, I never tried to play. Uh, you ain't, nobody's ever going to be like, oh, Doc was talking about, He. you remember that time he robbed? No, I ain't robbed nobody, man. I ain't never sold a drop of drugs to nobody's son or daughter. And I'm proud of it.
1: And I don't have well, any shame
0: saying I. I didn't.
1: And that's the thing that's in our neighborhoods where we grew up at is, it's just exposure because you sure couldn't be free minded back then and, and probably to a certain degree right now. Uh, uh, to uh, you know, this is who I am. But you want to know but something next?
2: I don't. That's not true. It's
1: yeah.
0: okay. <laughs> Here's the deal. I told somebody just not too long ago. If you are willing to pay the cost of what you do, you can do anything. Say a kid grows up and he says, I want to murder people. If that kid is willing to pay the consequences for his actions, he can grow up to murder people. If if a kid says, I want to be free, I don't give a fuck with nobody on the block or my parents, my supposing friends, if you're willing to throw them all away to be free, you will be free. Nobody can tie you into a knot unless you allow them. We have one thing, even biblical, says man has free will. And if you the only person who does not have free will is the people that used to be under your watch bones. Mm -hmm. The rest of us are free if we choose to be. You could be in a prison if you want by letting, say, I let June control my actions. I'm a prisoner. But if I say to June, June says, well, you know, the only way I could deal with you is if you X, Y, Z. And I tell him, you know, I can't, that's not within my, you know, framework. I don't need you no more. Then that's a cost that I'm willing to pay. That's all. It's what are you willing to pay to be free? I would tell kids that all the time. What are you? What are you willing? The the average fifty year old, for the most part, we move on, we move away, we have lives. Those people that we ran with at thirteen that we thought were going to be ace
3: boom coon for life, they ain't no more. <laughs> Yeah, if you think about so the, why carry them? You think about the block back on the days. There's always somebody that does something, you know, a little different, but he was cool. Everybody was cool with that.
2: Right. I mean,
0: you know, it, it, it's not a big deal. I, 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 I live. My whole life is based on. That's the one thing that I, I will trade for death, freedom. I have never other than military. I have never known not being free. And when me and you talked about this last time, bones, that that's why I hated it so much. I didn't have my freedom for the only time in my entire life. So I don't know being locked in. I'm I'm married 20 going on 22 years in May. Do you know, I have never spent a day of lockup with my wife It's been 22 years of freedom because she married a man. So she doesn't call to ask me where I'm going and when you're coming back and did not call you four times. That's not my life story. Mm -hmm. That's somebody else's life story. That ain't my life story because she knows that I'm always going to come home, that I'm never going to screw her over, that I'm loyal to her. So that's a part of that's a part of freedom. Shit, I used to hang out with June and them on that block for hours. And
1: yeah. people would be like, you know
0: what? This fucking guy's wife ain't called him once. Because she wouldn't. She would never hop in a car and come over and see, what are you doing? I didn't marry that woman. I watch other clowns marry that woman.
2: Yeah.
0: You know? Fuck that. Anything that impedes my freedom we fight to the death i mean we we going to the death that's why i never i mean like i could never understand drug addicts because they put themselves in a jail in a prison of slavery to a drug to a drink think about this stupid shit i just want you to think before you answer why Giving up something bad is the only thing that you have to explain. Say you go to your friends, and I—this has happened to me recently. I don't drink anymore at all. Birthdays, Christmas, New Year's—I don't care. I don't drink. People expect me to explain to them why I don't drink. Like I gave up something that's what you would call bad for your body, but they need an explanation.
2: Isn't that stupid? Very much so. But, I mean, isn't that a stupid thing?
1: It is stupid. It's, it should be the obvious. <laughs>
0: it should be just cool.
1: Yeah. And that's or no expression at all. Yeah, if they're still
3: doing it, they can't see why, yeah, but you, see, see, why you did it.
0: People want to know, I mean, like,
2: it's not, uh, he
0: gave you up heroin.
3: Up, huh?
0: Why <laughs> didn't <laughs> you give <laughs> up the heroin? No, man. No, I don't drink. <laughs> and, and you know what? Sometimes you stop doing things in your life, and there are no reasons for it at all. It's just enough. Mm -hmm. I've actually drank enough in this lifetime for maybe three people's lifetimes, and one day it just was like, why? And i got a house full of booze I can't get rid of. A house full of booze, just brought brand new booze, and a week later gave it up. After going bull shopping, but at least if somebody came by my house, I think they could have a drink. See, that's how people think. They take it as you say you doing something that now you are in judgment. I don't care who else drinks. It don't bother me. I don't give. I don't give a damn who uses cocaine or smokes weed. That ain't got nothing to do with me. It's not going to my system. I can separate the two. There's me. There's them. Now I ask you guys about something. I don't know if y'all have any familiarity with this at all, but I've been wanting to get on this subject for a while now. There's a thing called OCDs, Obsessive Compulsive Disorder.
3: Yeah.
0: Are y'all familiar with this at all?
3: Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, have a, I know what
2: it means.
0: Now, Part of the reason that I am the way that I am, and I've always been the way that I am, is because I've had OCD since I was maybe eight or nine years old. Now, minds are not like other people's, minds are not about fear. But I do the counting. When I was a kid, I used to drive my father crazy. He used to drive him absolutely crazy. We walk up the block, and now you know New York City streets everything's those little squares, right? Just think about the street. Look down at the street. You got that square. Mm-hmm. Little Cement block. I couldn't touch a line. And if I touched a line, I would have to walk back thirteen squares to come back. And my father'd be like, I'm not sitting here with you all fucking day, just get up a block. <laughs> but I could so I, I eventually I got over that. But then I would check my doors like a hundred times a night. Get up out of the middle of sleep to check my lock that I already checked 99 other times. And then the stove. I don't Thank God I got electric stoves. I don't have to do that anymore. When I had gas, I could be up all night just checking the stove. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what? I, I feel for people who live with it. Uh, it's not a uh, – it's a, it's a disorder. It's not something that you have to uh,
2: – you shouldn't let it
0: control your life. Meditation has worked for me, man. I'm a big fan. Um, I meditate twice a day, and I've been doing it for about 15 years. Do you ever come into play at work or school? All the time. Listen, I wish I wish Netboy was on the line with you. He'll confirm this. I work with Netboy. He never, I guarantee he's never seen anybody's office neater, cleaner, and more lined up than mine. Everything, put it this way. My house, right now, I can turn every light off. I know where everything in my house is. I can load my gun in the dark because I know where the guns and the bullets are in the dark. I put my house keys in the same place every day, my wallet. I make no changes. I refold every piece of clothing that I have at least once a week, every piece, down to my socks, So my place stays immaculate. It drives, I'll say this to my wife. My wife's a motherfucking saint to be able to handle this for 22 years, plus the dating years, because she says I I like to live in a museum. Everything is lined up, everything, all my pens, my papers, my paper clips, pictures. I can't have a picture hang above another picture. They got to be perfectly square to each other. But I am a super neat freak, and that's why I don't eat from people. I can't use other people's bathrooms, nor could I stay at somebody else's home. It's an impossibility. Impossibility. Cannot happen. Cannot happen. Will not happen. I've known people for 30 years. I've never eaten a drop of anything from them. And shitting outside my home is just a uh, – you might as well just make me shit in the street in the middle of a block party. It's not happening. You know. I remember one year. My parents sent me away for camp. 17 days I didn't go to the bathroom. They had to hospitalize me. 17 days. The most natural thing that you could do. I couldn't do it. But growing up. And where we grew up. See there's stigmas growing up where we grew up. My parents was not something that they would to, you know, let's look at treatment, see what the fuck is the matter with this boy. Why is he so abnormal like that? But nothing you could do. I mean, who the fuck was sitting down and speaking to anybody in 1976 about anything? You know? But I, I, I'm thankful for it. I'm actually uh, very thankful that I had it because it, it it gives it gives my life structure.
3: Mm-hmm. It is positive in everything if you can find it. <laughs> because and here's man, one thing. If I tell you something, June,
0: I have to keep my word. It would bother me all day, every day. I have I have to keep my word. My word is my bond. It's my blood. If I say that I'm going to be somewhere at 10... I will be out there at 945. It's just who I am. I have ne- Do you know what? All my years of working, I've never been late to work one day in my life. Ever. Because I don't have the ability to do it. I don't even know what late is. Late means you don't want to come. That's, that's what it means to me. Just tell me you don't want to be
2: there.
3: You know? Yeah, but if you your kids lack effort to get <laughs> you get there. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, but you know what? I think here's the easiest thing in the world to do. If you don't want if you don't want to do something, you're supposed to be an adult, just say you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Take the consequences even if it makes you look silly. That's what I was talking about earlier. Be willing to pay the cost for your actions. Listen. Hey man, we're having a barbecue Saturday. You coming? No, I'm not coming. What the hell is so hard about saying that? Oh, no, I'll be there Saturday. And matter of fact, now the liars start telling you shit like, oh, man, don't even worry about the sodas. I'm bringing the sodas. So now yeah. you don't go out and buy sodas because Joe Blow told you he's bringing them. So you know what? best thing you could do is just say, I'm not doing it. You know, I, I, learned, my, I learned my lesson uh, the last time. I've been to New York several times. Mm-hmm. I must have had Bones the last visit that I went to New York. Nine, ten people.
2: I'm going to link
0: up with you. I couldn't get anybody on the phone when I got to town. Thank God June showed up.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Other people, oh, no, no, man, I'll link up with you. I wasn't asking them to say that. This was them saying it. And I'm sitting back going the whole time. No, you're not. I already know you're not. Why are you trying to blow smoke up my ass? That's not what my ass is for, blowing smoke up. (laughs) You know, I sit on it and other things, but it's not for doing. So the last couple of times, I just feel like this. I'm not even bothering I ain't even man. I get in, I get out like a ghost. If you run into me somewhere, fine. Other than that, instead of lying to me, I won't even bother you.
1: You know. Sure. What do you think about um, Ronda Rousey going into the WWE?
0: If I I tell you this, if Ronda dedicates it as a second career. Then it'd be a great thing because she won't be the first, nor will she be the last, who had careers outside wrestling <laughs> to have nice, long careers in wrestling. Like, you know think the, about it. Er, Ernie Ladd did it. Mm-hmm. You know. And you I know think what's... that she's going to be hated. I think she. I th- is she gonna? She's going to have to get used to not being the girl that people love.
3: Yeah, what's good about wrestling, though, is you're is you allowed to lose. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, boy, boxing. you know what? <laughs> it fits the storyline.
0: Now, Rhonda, yeah. <laughs> one thing I don't like, I was telling my wife about this today. Rhonda's got to develop her own personality. It seemed like she's coming through the door as she's Roddy Piper. She's not Roddy Piper. <laughs> she's wearing Roddy's shirt. She's wearing Roddy's jacket, and she's trying to walk like Roddy. Be Ronda. Don't be Roddy.
1: Right.
0: Develop Ronda. Matter of fact, Ronda's got the perfect image already. You remember that girl that used to come to the ring with the little pouty face, looking like the baddest three-year-old girl on the planet? That's who she could be. Angry little Ronda Rousey.
2: Well, I'm I used to love her sure in
0: the w- I mean I used to love the UFC doing that.
1: Yeah, I'm sure Vincent McMahon and them once they you know, they get some characters created, yeah, they get good characters, they they will do a good thing.
0: Well we, we will shall- we shall see. And you know what I hope they don't rush her. I hope they don't rush her because the females are here to stay. I'm very proud of where the women have come in the last two years. Especially for kids, kids need to see women empowered. Mm-hmm. It's time. It's time for the world and men to stop looking at women as weak. They're not weak. Some of the strongest people, and I'm not talking physically strong. That's stupid to think that there's going to be a woman out bench pressing men. Well, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about put it this way: when your kids go to college. Ask them a question. Who's 75% of the people on the campus? Mm -hmm. Women. Not men. Women. And that's at every college in America. So that means they're going to be the doctors. They're going to be the lawyers. Matter of fact, I will not have a male doctor. That's one thing I never have, a male doctor. All my doctors have to be women. First of all, if I have a physical, no man is ever going to say he stuck a finger in my ass. (laughs) Ain't happening. Not happening. There's no man going to walk around the street and say he did that to me. One of us got to die. So it has to be a woman. I have to have a female doctor. I cannot have a male doctor. It just can't happen. How the fuck I'm going to sit across from you and I know in, in about 10 minutes I got to pull my pants down and you're going to be fingering me in my ass. Get the fuck out of here. That ain't my kind of ball game. Now, the next kind of guy can live with that. I can't. There's certain things I can't live with. That's one of the things I can't live with. Now, I know that might sound bizarre to you guys. It might never even cross your mind, but shit like that crossed my mind all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, no guys, I'm not going to put my balls in another man's hand. And he said, turn your head and cough. No, no, no. That's when I was in the, you know, when you're in the military, you don't have a choice of picking your doctor. I'm a free man. I get to pick my doctors.
3: I I don't pick. How how is the relationship with you? I mean, how is the, uh, let me see, um, like when you're getting tattoos. Um, I
0: only got one tattoo from a male. I mean a female. Oh no, my my tattoo artist. I didn't say the man can't touch me, but a man ain't touching me with any body parts exposed. I ain't. First of all, I ain't getting no tattoos around my ass or my junk.
3: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> there's a cutoff. Okay, but when you get the tattoos, you don't you just let him do you know do his thing, right? You don't give him, you don't guide him or anything. No,
0: no, no, no. I have I have a tattoo artist. I'll give him a shout out. His name was Craig Cooley. Craig was the coolest guy. He broke my heart when he moved back to Louisiana. I spent hours with Craig. Craig did two sleeves plus my legs for me. Craig was was had a good head. He had a great eye. He came up with the designs. I was just the canvas. And I used to bring people there with me. I used to bring ham. I used to bring coworkers because I trusted Craig to do a good job, and he always did. And no, you know what? He's he's free. He can move me anywhere you have to because there ain't nothing, no shenanigans. Like I said, the, my dentist is a male, and I got a good relationship with him. But it's just I'm not having a man touch me like that it's just not happening. I've I, I, I got to be able to look this guy, because think about it, we got to have a conversation after, you know, when you sit across from him, and he's, well, you need to do this and do that, and the only thing that I keep thinking, you just had your finger in my ass. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't take that out of my mind. Now, have I had male doctors in my life? Yes. But that was before those age groups hit. When I noticed that that age group hit, Mm -hmm. When the doctor, I never, I never forget, my first male doctor told me, you know, I got to check your prostate. I was like, well, how you do that? And he explained. (laughs) I said, no, you're not. I need, can you send a woman in here? He's like, that's a bizarre request. I was like, well, it ain't happening then. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen that doctor again in my life. I immediately made another appointment and looked through online for a female doctor. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. Shit, I uh that's just the way it's gotta be. I mean if I had if I had a if I had a boy and he told me that he was uncomfortable with that, I'd back 100%, oh. I backing him a hundred percent. And I understand where he's coming from. You know? I I'm 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 gonna back him a hundred percent with that. You if if you you're not comfortable with anything, let me know and let's rectify the situation. Because uh you don't have to. If 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 I have any thought on my mind today, that's the thought that's on my mind today. You don't have to anything. Anybody ever tells anybody they have to anything that is not a ward of the state is a liar. They
3: are lying to you. And you have a lot of abused kids because they're afraid to tell their parents. <laughs> but you know why?
0: <laughs> because the the parents don't tell the children that they don't have to they don't have to accept matter of fact, people laugh at me all the time. My wife said it didn't go down like this with her. I never got a spanking. I never got a spanking in my life, and that's on my mother and my life. Nobody's ever beat me. I was allowed to talk to my parents. my parents would say. Sit down, explain yourself. I'm going to tell you. They never lost, but they at least let me fight. I wasn't automatically wrong. I might have had a viewpoint of why I did what I wanted to do. They wanted to know why I did it, not that I did it. See, that's the problem. Black parents are so fucking quick to go to the belt, and they, while they beat you, they're asking you a question, but they don't hear no answers. I am so anti-hitting children. I hate that shit. I hate it to my core. I don't believe love has violence mixed in it. There's no violence mixed with love. It's, they're, they're polar opposites of each other. Love is love. You don't love your wife and smack your wife. That's showing that you got some hate for her. You beat up your girlfriend. When you beat up your girlfriend, it's because you don't like her no more. Not because you love her. Oh, I love you too much. I got to kick your ass. No. That's not why you're doing it. It's because you're starting to hate her and you don't know how to get the fuck out. (laughs) You're scared to go. You know? So, I mean, but to each his own. If a person could sit down and spank their children and feel good about themselves, that's on them. I could never do it. Because it never happened to me. So I don't understand the concept.
1: And all well, when I, um, I had, um, when it happened to me, I used to see, you know, you, as a kid, you know, you was fearful, a little kid anyway. And um, no no explanations, <laughs> you just got it. And then uh, when I had my first son, I really just was, I told him, I had to discipline him. I counted. I told him one, I said, it didn't happen that often. And then I thought back to it and I said, you ever notice something? It never res- resonated with me. It always was with his mother, her in my ear telling me what he did. And it's basically, I got the thing and was like, okay, what you gonna do? You know, the mother. But I never yeah, liked I- the torment in his eyes when I saw him. I would whack him like four or five times with the belt, but I never liked to see the fear in his eyes, me coming at him. So. Yeah, but- yeah, your um, protector,
0: your protector is coming to do you harm. I mean, and and you know what? Here's the thing. Remember, I'm telling you about this kid with O C D's, which is me. You yeah. once that trust level, June. Once yeah. sometimes once a parent breaks that trust, and it's not the child; it's the parent breaking that trust. That kid, you wonder why they go into that shell because they wanna scream, "Help me!" But they're scared of you, not you per se. I'm not talking to you, Jim. I'm When I say you, I mean universal you. They're telling the parent, please help me. Because, man, teenage years, those early teenage years when those hormones and stuff like that, man, that's a bizarre time in all of our lives. That you don't know left from right. Shit is happening to your body. Hairs are popping up. Your mind is racing. Girls are looking beautiful. The last thing you want to do, you want to talk, but the hardest thing to do is talk. And like, who do you talk? But you have to build a bond from real young that they can trust you without judging you. But I, you know, man, I, I do a a buddy of mine. I'm not a crier. I, I, I've never cried. I mean, I can't. I don't think I've cried over forty years, man funerals, losing parents, everything. I'm just, I, know, I can't get moved to cry. But I almost cried, man. A buddy of mine, I remember one time, he's like, my mother's going to come home and beat me. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's going to make me get in a bathtub. And when I get out of the bathtub, she's going to beat me with a extension cord.
2: And I was like, what the fuck is this? What are you talking about?
0: The next day, he showed me his legs. He looked like a slave.
2: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: And he said the only thing she kept telling, I because mean, he trusted me, he said the only thing she kept asking me was why did I do it? And the whole time while I'm screaming, she never listened one word.
1: No, <laughs> no, they don't listen. So and he, um, he
0: why would he talk to her about anything? She's not gonna she already proved she's not gonna listen.
1: Yeah. I mean because like when you said if anybody if you could beat your you know, discipline of, you know, your physically and then feel good about it afterwards. Something ain't right, because those times that I did, you know, I felt, I felt bad, you know, and I would wait. Because I, I never disciplined in anger, my anger, you know, because I was always of the mindset of, if you're angry, then you really can hurt somebody in the process. So I was never angry. I was just getting him for the thing. And then um, uh, what when, when he told me one day was that he was a teenager now. And I came in the house, and I was telling him, do this, do that, and he started crying. He told me that um, all I see him is, when I see him, I just go in. And I I, I never thought of it like that, you know. And I had me to backtrack, rethink, and say, oh, wow, you know what? You're absolutely right. I'm sorry. Because, and I had to tell him, I said, your mother in my ear telling me you didn't do XYZ, so... It's it's almost like the buildup now when I see something mm. that he didn't do, and uh, I, I apologize. But you know, by now he's a teenager, right? So I didn't, you know, didn't do that then. This is when he was four, preteen. Because I'm a thing of this too right now. When people talk about they whipped their kids ass, and they're sixteen or seventeen years old, I'm like, by that time there ain't nothing you can do to a teenager now, because most of them might be bigger than you, taller than you. They just respecting you because they in your house. But other than that, you better start talking to people, these kids, or they ain't gonna talk to you. And that was the thing. I had, I really, I didn't have a relationship with my son until after that day.
2: Because well, you know what? I'm glad to, for both
1: of He never talked to me about nothing. He always told his mother everything, even from the. I got pubic hair, mom. You know, he didn't talk to me because he just saw me as the person that was the disciplinarian.
0: Yeah, yeah. Dad is going to bust my ass. So you know what?
3: Fear. Fear is yeah, a motivator gonna... not to
0: trust somebody. Yeah,
3: I was going to say Because
0: um, I, tip... Like my... I tip my hat to both of you guys before you say something, June. Yeah. It's a hard job that you do. And mm-hmm. I respect the job that you do. Okay, so I don't want that confused. I respect mm-hmm. that it's the hardest job on the planet. Not being a brain scientist, being a parent, you're molding a human being. A breathing, walking, talking, feeling human being with a soul. Now, what are you going to say?
3: Yeah, I was going to say, when we were growing up, my mother, she would, you know, hit us, you know, she would do the hitting and stuff like that. My father would just scare us, you know, with his voice. (laughs) He didn't really have to touch us much, you know. Yeah, because so, a woman is more emotional.
0: I'm glad I had a father that I feared. i admit that. The only man that I always feared my entire life, even ed- to my adult, I was 24 years old when my father passed. I still didn't want no thoughts of my father. I still didn't want no physical parts of that man
2: <laughs>
0: because he had that look that looked through my soul because he helped make me so he could look at me. See, but you remember I was saying earlier, you got to know where you fit in. My mm-hmm. parents knew how to harm me. They took something away from me that was five times worse than beatings. They knew that beatings were ridiculous to me. It would just make me hateful. Mm-hmm. They took my freedom. Ah, you're going to go to school? You're going to come home. You're gonna go, you can go to football practice. And after football practice, you're on punishment for the next month, motherfucker. I mean, you can't do nothing. Don't go outside. Don't breathe. I don't want to even see you on a stoop. See, they knew how to attack me. That kept me on a straight and narrow. Punishment. Take my all allowance. Up. Take my allowance and my freedom. Oh, my God. I'm a nothing.
3: See, we are talking about parent power, but then there's the kids that didn't have the parent power, Gee, that, the dad out in the home. <laughs>
0: that was that was power. You mean to tell me I can't go to school and get scooter pies and chocolate milk because I'm broke? Damn! Oh, <laughs> Damn! What did you need me to do again? Is there anything that I could do to fix this? Oh, yeah, you could fix it. Oh, Oh, we put you on. I remember one time I pissed my parents off, and they came up with the most ridiculous punishment ever. I was supposed to be on punishment the whole entire summer, from school in to school begin.
2: And I was like, you no know, way we can do that. You can't do that. That's
0: impossible. You're talking
2: almost three months.
0: I had to... Mm. They, they eventually uh, brought that down to, I think, two weeks. They were softies.
2: <laughs>
0: but, see, you, you got to know who who's dealing with. Now, I'm not going to say that my parents dealt with my brother the same way they dealt with me, but they knew who they were dealing with with me. So they right. never laid hands on me, and they never allowed anybody in my family to lay hands on me. Grandma... We would have been, put it this way, the threat was, you ever hit my child, you'll never see my child. How about that? You're not his parents. I'm his parent. If he say he don't want to eat something, you never force that boy to eat nothing he don't want to eat. So I wasn't one of those kids, I made it, you better eat it, bullshit. I didn't grow up like that.
2: Mm. I
0: can tell you no. First two words you, what's the first two words the maybe mommy and daddy or baby knows? Yeah, yeah, no. No. <laughs> yes and no, right? So yeah. why do we why do we tell children that it's not okay to say no? Why do, Well, why am I forcing you to eat some shit with
1: onions you don't like onions? Well, what you are know, you a prison camp kid? You know, we still got that. We still like when we talked about the things now we're talking about. No. Yeah, we still got that post traumatic Stress, You know, syndrome no, but, going but then on, again, carry over. Again,
3: no, but then again, you are responsible for raising the kid,
1: and you got to do yeah. it. If the kid is <laughs> no, too say... late, you can't just give him, you know. No, I'm, no, I'm not talking saying... about June. I'm talking about the remnants of that, of um, like you beating your kid with an extension cord or. um yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. Up, you know, like they didn't have food back then, and then if you're wasting the food. So they figure if you've got it, you're going to eat it all. So oh, tremendous. Like I so I don't like like today, like I I never did that with my kids. I never I never hit them with no freaking extension I I didn't get hit with an extension cord or nothing like that. And I definitely didn't do it with my own. And um now, I remember I was dating this girl Randolph from the doc. This is crazy. One day I ran her house and her son got into trouble and she told him to go take his clothes off and she was gonna Discipline him. I was like, oh no 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 no. We we can't be do we can't do this. I can't be a part of this. I can't watch it. <laughs> and it it, it, ain't, yeah. it ain't happening. It ain't happening.
0: Now now bones, I will agree. You touched on the nerve, and that's the gist of the point. The post traumatic stress of slavery, and then poverty. All through, let's, let's be honest, we're all of a certain age group. 19, maybe you, June, is not as much, but 1976, 77, when Good Times was on the air, when you looked out the window, Brooklyn looked like pure D hell. It was de-hell. hell. And if you went to East New York, you ever seen Osborne Street or Amboy Street? Mm-hmm. Amboy Street had one building and nothing else. This was New York. So you could kind of understand these old women. I mean, you know, it's a different day and age. Some of these old women kept a pot of uh, that pan of grease on the stove. That shit do not mm. even exist. First of all, do you know how much poison that is? Reuse grease over and over again?
2: <laughs>
0: that's poison. That's literally, we found out that it's poison, especially since he was making chicken. When you put raw chicken in anything, it contaminates everything. So, when you go to say auntie or grandma's, and he's like, boy, I made that, you better eat it, that's old world these kids throw away more food per year, they could feed African villagers. And that's probably every kid go across the board today who's not so poor that they have to eat ramen noodles. But if you've got working parents, you eat, you wasting shit. Think about it. The last time either one of your sons threw a pair of sneakers in the garbage, I guarantee they were good enough for somebody else to wear. I'm almost willing to bet. I guarantee they didn't have holes in them. No. Am I right?
3: No. No, I was did, but none of didn't. Let me ask you a question.
2: Neither one of your
0: boys know what the hell it is to have holes in their sneakers.
3: No, they I didn't don't even you know <laughs> They Probably don't even know what a patch is. Yes,
2: come on, with a patch, nigga! Don't even know what a patch on the bike is. They just get a new tire. Uh, right. Yes, Give just me a, a new tire. tire. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So you you have to think, I mean, I'm glad that I've lived long enough where now that I know that I went from those days, because that was like the tank was dry. Now the tank is a lot full, and we still got a long way to go. we got a tremendously long way to go compared. But from where we came from, where where we came from, we used to see people with that paper money, That paper money, which was called
3: food stamps. We kind of gained in in that type of stuff, but we lost in like families, like parents. I see kids just (laughs) totally disrespect their parents now. Well, what happened was, you know what? That
0: middle generation right below us or right in the middle of us, that 80s generation, Mm -hmm. you got so messed up by crack cocaine with the devil. The Mm -hmm. devil. They thought heroin was bad. Nothing was like crack. Crack tore up our communities. Tore it up. Sent, mm-hmm. the, sent the, the, the brother, which would have been your uncle, who could have looked after you. Sometimes it sent uncles and daddy all to prison.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Every male figure in the family and mama or aunties, you got two aunties, so you lose respect for women because they're halfway neighborhood whores. Mm. -hmm. So this is what people see in left, right? So you can't I mean, you look at some of these these kids that's out there now and you go, damn, boy, are they the are they the babies of crack parents?
2: I ask myself that
0: sometimes. You know how they how they act, how they speak. You say, especially the new rap generation, they all look like they had crack parents. Little Uzi looked like he just, just kind of smoked like five rocks before she gave birth to him.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> hey, little Wayne, come here. I'm gonna smoke you. <laughs> you know, so it's, we're doing better and we're doing a lot worse. You know what it is? I guess you, we, we get we get some gives and it's take. Take and give in this society. Mm. But if your life if your life is better mm-hmm. that's where it, it, it kinda starts. Your mm-hmm. life is better. I mean, well I I'm gonna miss out on some things that I, I I don't have any jealousy about, but I'm gonna miss out on some things that you guys y'all laying the groundwork that one day y'all be great grandfathers. hmm You know? Forget just being good parents, you'll be great grandfathers. Hey, I yes. love um, my grandpa I, Bones. Man, I did going over and speaking to him. He's so smart. He gives me knowledge. Man, now it doesn't hurt that he gives me
1: money. Yeah, that too, because I don't have any grandchildren. But um, I'm saying
0: um, y'all will yeah. be, though.
1: Yeah, I know, yeah, but um, my two older sons have said from young, now he's 30 and 26, don't worry, no grandkids zone right here. For a while. Nah,
3: oh, yeah. but, um, twenty six though. Right? old Thirty. You have something before. I have, you June, <laughs> you you are yet? Nah, not yet. My my okay. um oldest is twenty three though.
0: Okay, well, like I said, can you be great grandfathers one day? And that's a yeah. yeah, beautiful thing.
1: My, yeah, because I had told my son, you know, sometimes I said when you, I said when you have children, I said when, especially when you're young. You're growing up too with the kid, right? So you don't get a do-over. So it's, it's, a, it's a, kind of like a test subject. So if you got a if there's a second or a third kid, then you you know like you learn you learn better. And by the time you have grandkids, now you now you, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tutor, I'm a nurturer now, I'm, I'm I'm softy now on the grandkids.
0: Listen, grandkids give you your master's degree. The third kid gave <laughs> you your your bachelor's because you ever notice. My wife talks about this all the time because we're not parents. It's just, it, it is always funny, the people that she met, how they adore their second family so much more than they did the first because they wasn't ready for the first family. Right. It was the second one they got right. That's the one they got right. Uh, the first one, they may be immature, wrong person. Well, you know, a whole bunch of excuses, excuses. But... It just didn't work out properly for them. But the second family is like, oh, shit, man, I got this. I actually did. I wanted it this time. There's a difference between it happening. Boy, I'm really looking forward to this happening. Well, gentlemen, I ain't gonna hold y'all the, your whole day. This has been great. We've been going at it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's definitely been okay. my pleasure, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Bone Jones, brothers. Y'all have a great
3: day. All right, you too, man. You
0: too, man. Yes, yes. have a uh, a safe trip. Yes, yes. Well, it's going to be quick, fast, and heavy. I'm coming coming for business. I'm not coming for any games. Matter of fact, I think I hear my wife uh, talking to some people now Mm -hmm. about some plans. Just Mm. took us by surprise. Unfortunately, this is the second family... uh,
3: Lost and like, yeah, we, a, well, we're a month. we're at that we're at, we're at that age now. We need, to, you know, yeah,
0: 100%. yeah.
3: I you mean, prepare
0: for that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, but this one was like out of the blue. Like one day, somebody said, "Hey, have you heard from such and such?" And then I see my wife on the phone, and you see that look in her face, and she's a strong woman because it's not like she just crumbled and fell on the floor or anything. She just talked like it was normal, but you could, you know, you've been around somebody long enough, you say. When she hangs up this phone, she's getting ready to drop a bomb on me, and sure enough, she did. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: You know? But she's been around long enough where this shit happens. You know? Mm -hmm. I'm fortunate that she still has her mother at her age. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? Shit. Man, you get close to 50 and still have your moms. That's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing. It's like you won some kind of lottery.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: I couldn't even make it to eighteen.
1: Well me! 16. I lost
0: the lottery. Mm-hmm. Before I was twenty-five, I had lost both my parents. That you know, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know at fifty-three if I've ever recovered from that. I'd be a liar to tell you I did.
1: Mm-hmm. And I ain't big on yeah, uh,
0: telling that kind of lies.
1: Right? Yeah. That's you know? um. I lost my mother at uh, 16. um, Yeah,
0: I I think I I was actually in Utah. I came back. I had just, I didn't turn 17 yet. I was 16 also.
2: 1980.
1: um, Damn, what was that?
2: 1982.
1: That's probably the, um, definitely the biggest loss of my life. And I, I think what it is, what happens is, is that it's to mourn properly. You know, because I didn't really cry at my mother's funeral. I didn't really speak about it, and um, yeah, I think that's probably just what it is. It's just how, I how never, you, you know what?
0: That? It's been twenty-something years, and I still haven't cried. But my mother left one request. She said, "Sons, sons, be strong. Do not break down in front of those people. Do not." And that shit rang in my brain. She actually left me a note. Do not, under any circumstances, you owe me that. I lived a life. Celebrate my life. And so it's been 20-something years. I haven't cried for either one of my parents, and I love them dearly. Some people take that as being cold. It's not cold at all. It's just how I was raised. We were taught to not cry. We were told to talk. Crying is not a language. Nobody understands crying. It doesn't explain a story. It just shows sadness or anger. But say I wanted Bones. Say I wanted you to give me a glass of water. If I came to you crying, would you understand I needed a glass of water? No. Nope. So that shit was like banned in my household. Matter of fact, you got sent to the back room if you cried. Even if you were three years old. Go in the room until you get your shit together. When you get your shit right, together, you. you come out.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah there was no
0: hugs. There was no hugging. Come here, baby. No, I never. I don't know what that is. None of that. None mm-hmm. of it, it did not exist. I had thirteen aunts and uncles, man. Thirteen aunts and uncles. Old school grandma pumping them out. And them motherfuckers, man. You cried. You get a punch in the stomach. Pow! Oh! So you learn. You learn real young.
1: They'll yes, do anything was, for you. I know that's really interesting because I went to see one of my uh, aunts and she turned eighty-two, and um, so we're there and her kids. One kid is a lawyer, one kid's an air, air traffic controller, and another one graduated from college, running some company, right? So we was joking there and said, "Wow, you know, um, your mother never gave you the pat on the back, at a boy, at a girl, like pep talk, right?" <laughs> said, "No, no, no." But if you screwed up, you got her attention then. All the other stuff was this is what you're supposed to do.
0: Oh no, but you know what? I I I did get the I got a lot of uh, confirmation. I got a lot of hugs and kisses. It's just when I did like like I said, that spoke that language that nobody understands. I mean, maybe we understand a baby crying, they're hungry they saw their diaper. But after that Hey, man, you can speak English. Talk. Tell me what the problem is. Did you hurt your toe? Did you fall? Do you need something? Then why are you sitting over there crying? Nobody gave you a reason to cry. And I I never understood what was a reason to cry. That's like foreign language to me. That's Klingon. Don't make me give you a reason to cry. What the hell does that even mean?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna
0: kill. I'm gonna kill your pet. I don't know what the fuck that means.
1: Yeah, I'll give you a no, before, to cry. Yeah, before we go, now we talked about the discipline, right? You know, I got the three. Well, actually, now four, four kids, right? And my wife's nieces and nephews, right? And I swear, these two, you know, now they're teenagers, right? Now one of the boys had one day. I told him, yeah, hey, you wash the dishes, you know, and clean us up we got a dishwasher. I said, you got a luxury right here. I didn't have a dishwasher growing up. We had to wash the dishes pots and pans. So... you use
0: the
2: dishwasher over hand
1: washing? Yeah. No, no. So I would always wash it myself. You know, they load it up into the dishwasher and and wash the dishes. So one day, I, I guess he was trying to be fly. And his grandmother was here, who's just like the fifth kid when she come by to visit. I tell you, Doc, he looked at me like he wanted to whip my ass. So I, I, I tried to, I, blow, I blew it off. I looked back up again. He had his fist ball, up. And he's
2: still looking like he wanted to kick my ass.
1: So I said, oh, man. And, um... Temporary loss of insanity on my part, I I say, well, come on, let's go. Let's go. We can do this, and I will hurt you in here, you know, to beat on you, you know.
0: Can I say something, Bones? Yes. You sit his ass down and you tell him the story. You tell him the story. That shit that you got on your back, where do you think it come from? That food that you eat all day long, that TV that you watching, tell them that story. That'll break a person down. There will be no disrespect. I respect you. You will respect me in my house, or you will be out of my house. And I think your wife will back you
1: on that. You know? Oh, yeah. I've been having that speech a lot, and it's been... Years, sit down you know, know, and, I, yeah. keep talking,
0: breakthrough you might you know what you know hard headed kids, you go up around enough of them, some of them get it you'll you'll eventually know listen in the industry that you were in, you know when somebody will get it, and you know when somebody won't give yourself that credit, you've seen oh, yeah. liars up close, you've seen con men all day long, you've seen users, and you've also seen people who were caught up in some shit, and you said, you know what? I got a feeling this person will make it. Sometimes you got to make that decision with children, too. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, you got a foot up on most people. The industry that you called a profession for decades, you got to see some of the worst of the worst. So there's there's not a lot of game that should be able to be played on you. You should be able to teach a class on how to spot game. I mean, think about, I mean, I'm I'm just thinking about the type of people. And I'm not saying all, because I don't want to generalize. Like I said, there are some good people who get caught up in some shit. But the game players, I'm sure that place is full of gamers.
1: Full of gamers.
0: You know? I mean, and just think about the avenues you came from that was full of gamers, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you know that's why I say to myself, you know what you want a, you want a guy who's running uh to be in a drug rehab, get an ex addict. you don't get a guy who never smoked a joint. he don't know the game, Right. yeah,
1: yeah if you right. want
0: somebody if you want somebody to rehabilitate prostitutes. Get an ex-prostitute. They know the game. People who know the game can't get played by the game. You know? Right. Okay, well, this time, gentlemen, we're really going to get out of here. All mm-hmm. right, okay. Ju- Hi, yeah.
1: All right, brother June. All right. Good talking to you all.
0: That's yes, nice, yes, Doc. man. It's been informative, and it's been great. This is, I'm going to call this the best show ever because it was everywhere, and nowhere. We went off script
2: a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that's a beautiful thing. Gentlemen, I'm going to sign us off. This is Doc on behalf of June, Bones, and Strange Talk with Doc. I'm going to just tell everybody like I always tell everybody, peace. All right. Gentlemen, you guys be easy. You too, man. Right. Thanks for calling in, June, man.
2: I really appreciate it. Bones, I appreciate it, my brother. Yep. Why won't this thing go off?